0: Welcome to the Steve Travelley show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute.
1: What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of
2: Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelley keeps you in the Jersey no From 7
1: till 11.
3: And welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey. Steve Trouble East, you and me, till 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, talking Jersey, taking names, which is what we do. Uh, a special number to get through is 848-221-8101. We, uh, we gave our regular phone number a vacation. Uh, the 800 number be coming back. We don't know when, but it's, it's coming back. Someday, girl, I don't know when. We're going to get to that place where the 800 number works. But until... So they do and we walk in the sun. <laughs> we'll just be here to talk Jersey and Eric Potts is producing me I haven't tonight. been here
0: since Sunday and everything blew up between Sunday and today. See What happens when you leave? Oh my lord, See what, what happens? happens when you leave? All the equipment blew mm-hmm. up. Man goes in Niagara Falls. <laughs> How was that? 848482218101 oh, one is a number. That's a number. That's <laughs> the number.
3: Everybody <laughs> just it. remembered no, one 800283. No, no, not five. 800. 848. Eight. I know, I mean two, everybody just remembered two, the other one. Number. Eight one zero one, and the hard thing is a lot of people have the other number just speed dialed into their phone. Yeah, so they hear oh, I want to call and they're there. So what's Dial- the number again? Eight four eight two two one eight one zero one. Because I was listening like uh, last couple of days, and I'm trying to remember it to write it down for promos, and I had to go back. Wait, what was it again? You know, and I know people here. Yeah, cool. Well, that eight hundred two eight three one zero one five flows so easily. This one's eight four eight. Say the other number. You got eight right eight four. What is number? You're going to need it. Uh, Did you ever think? Now, I don't know who the hell voted for Governor Murphy for re-election. For the life of me, I have no idea. Because this is the number one radio station. This is the number one talk station. This is where people come to talk Jersey. No one ever comes in here to talk about the praises of Governor Murphy. Yet, he got re-elected. I know the first time he got elected was because his name wasn't Trump and his name wasn't Christie, and they just wanted somebody else, and it happened. The second time, Chitterelli almost beat him, and uh, I regret that Chitterelli didn't beat him. When I had no idea, and I didn't vote for Murphy, I voted for uh, I voted for Cittarelli. I would vote for you over Governor Murphy, but the uh, no offense to Chitterelli, I like Jack, but the, but the thing is that did anybody think? when they were voting to re-elect Governor Murphy, that a vote for Murphy was going to be a vote that uh, whales and dolphins are going to wash up dead on the beach with no explanation other than the obvious one that everybody seems to believe? Did anybody think when they voted for Governor Murphy for re-election that uh, kids were not going to be able to be busted by cops even though they're walking around drunk and stoned? Did anybody think when they voted for Governor Murphy for re-election that Parents were not to be notified by schools if their kids are identifying as transgender? Excuse me. I-, I wish there was a window here I could open so I could scream out WTF. Since when does the state or a governor or anybody come between the relationship between a parent and a child? Well, it's not happening in Marlboro. It's not happening in Middletown, where Murphy lives. He's suing his own town. It's not happening in Menalpin. Because they vote, their school board says, we're going to tell them. We're going to tell the parents. And that, to me, makes total sense. Why would the state, why would the the, the state of New Jersey want to get between parent and child? Now, I would think that if the child is identifying as transgender, I don't know that a child can identify as transgender. From my experience, knowing people who are transgender, uh, Julia Scotti comes in here all the time just for one example. And I say say that so it's not like, well, I mean, I say they now people. No, I really do. Uh, you know. You know how you feel. You don't have to be talked into anything as far as sexuality goes. Where sexuality comes in in schools, all of a sudden, that's a new thing. You know, when I was a kid, it wasn't about sexuality. It was about school. Learning things like, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, things that would get you ahead in life. Not uh, political correctness and sexuality. But the, the, the thing here is that the government has no right to keep this from the parent. I would think that the parent would know if uh, the child is identifying as transgender I don't know if the child knows what transgender is under 13 years old or has a thorough understanding of it. But if for any reason something's going on, you know, you you want to have that relationship. You don't want the school to be your adversary if you're a parent. The school doesn't – teachers don't want to be put in position of holding things from parents because there needs to be a trust factor there between parent and teacher for the relationship – between the three, including the student, to succeed. So the idea that the school is going to, you know, withhold that information, to me is absurd. I don't know what the... Eric, see if you can find out how many transgender children suicides there have been in New Jersey. And we want to weigh that against how many parents are now going to be notified. And, and I don't know how many kids, are de- many parents are dealing with this in the first place. But don't they have a right to know if something's going on in the school? And then they get a right to, a right, their right to deal with it. You know how they see fit according to the law. 848-221-8101. I, I, for the life of me. And, and now, the next thing that comes out about this, as I said, Marlboro, Middletown, Manalapan, you know, they're defying the rules on transgender students because they're going to tell the kids. They're going to tell the parents of the kids who are identifying uh, different than their birth sex. And Governor Murphy's going to take action. What's he going to do? Oh, well, they could hold financial aid. Now it's going to be a money thing. Really? That's where you're going to threaten people with? Holding money? What the hell kind of a governor is this? What the hell kind of a man? 848-221-8101. Chris is in Roselle on New Jersey 101.5. Chris, how you doing?
1: You know, Steve, I was hot about this since you posted earlier today on Twitter about it. And I was trying to think of a perfect analogy for this. And this is what I came up with. Does the school tell the parent that the child has a peanut allergy or does the parent tell the school that the child has a peanut allergy? It's up to the parent, right? Yep. So in this case, the parent would have to know why would the school be the first to know about this?
3: Well, if, if the, if the, if I guess the, their point is Eric, answer the phone. I guess their point is that the child, uh, it doesn't want to tell the parent or is, uh, to inhibit it to tell the parent. I'm guessing, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That that's what they're saying. Out of fear, they they feel they're protecting children in this situation from but their in parents. In
1: that case, you must absolutely inform the parents. So, if if the if the teacher is the first in to know on this, then absolutely that must be conveyed to the parent. But again, I, I think you're talking about such a small. Uh, a bit of sliver of a, of a pie graph that would be in that in that category i mm-hmm. think uh in most life in most households uh the parents would know
3: I, I would think so as well chris thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 what do you think how do you feel about this Now's the a lawsuit you know now the, the state is going to sue marlboro middletown and manalapin middletown where governor murphy lives over whether or not parents should be notified by schools if their children, their elementary school children K through 12 or you know K th- are acting K through 8 are acting uh, as transgender, identifying with a different sex. Where are you on this? 848-221-8101. It's a special number. please call. I got a Twitter poll up. Here's New Jersey 1 101.5 101.5fasttrack.com Let New Jersey 101.5 fill your tank this summer. You can win a free $100 gas gift card from Hackensack Meridian Health. Download or visit our free New Jersey 101.5 app and enter it today for your chance to win. All right, Steve Trouble So I got a Twitter poll up here. Should elementary school parents be notified if their children identify as transgender in school? Ninety one percent say yes. Nine percent say no. And uh, this is 57 votes. I put it up as we went into the break. So where are you on this Uh, special number? Eight, four, eight, two, two, one, eight, one, zero, one. Where are you at the meeting? Were you at any of the school board meetings in Marlboro, in Manalapin, in Bricktown? I know there were a lot of, there's a lot of yelling and screaming. I know fights were breaking out over this. Uh, This is a hot button topic and everybody's talking about it. And when you're talking about it, we're talking about it here on New Jersey 101.5. So what I want to know here, if there's anyone who's raising a transgender child, Uh, can you make the argument as to why you should not be told by the school how your child identifies? You know, if anything, you're taking the rights away from the parents. You're taking the choice away from the parent because they don't know, you know, how to deal with it because they're not being given a chance to deal with it. LGBTQ, it's supposed to be all-inclusive, right? You're excluding the parents. What right do they have to do that? And maybe if teacher and parent work together with student, they come to a way that you avoid conflict. And the child is raised right. And by right, I mean happy, comfortable with who they are. As are the parents, as are the teacher. And if there's a problem, it could be worked out. But, to, but, to, but through deceit? Through hiding? Parents should be able to trust teachers. Schools. Parents pay a lot of money in taxes for those schools to exist. Peters and Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Stephen, you are
4: absolutely correct in your logic. They should be told. They are minors. They should even be told by their pediatrician that they are having these thoughts, these concerns about transitioning from male to female or female to male. The parents are responsible. I have seen it as a substitute teacher. I have seen it as a restaurant owner. I have seen it as an employee at other places. If they are minors, the parents are responsible. And if something happens, to the child, the school should be liable.
3: That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Let's talk to Vilma on a Turnpike on New Jersey 101.5. Vilma, what are you thinking?
5: Hi. Um, I think that the parents should know. Yes, we're supposed to know everything about our children. But the truth is, not necessarily. You know, I have a. I have a teenager, and she's in middle school. Um, You know, there's some stuff that I know. There's some other stuff that I don't know about her. I mean, I, on the most part, I think I know my daughter. Right. Um, Would she be asking to be called something else when she's in school? I don't know. I really don't know.
3: Do you want to know? Do you think you should know?
5: Uh, certainly, I should know. Yeah, exactly. What happened if I? I mean, the thing is, you know, there are many people that say, "Oh no, children should not know." Well, I mean, I'm sorry, parents should not know. They should not be informed. Guess what? If there's something happening with my child, you know, God forbid, yes, I will. Um, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I do have a. You know, I don't, I I don't agree too much with, you know, changing sex, saying that, but hey, if that's what they feel, I will, you know, I will be with them in whatever they think, but, you know, right now, that's not my thought.
3: And you know, right now, you're not even given the choice.
5: Maybe I won't be saying, maybe I won't be saying things that are not so nice, you know.
3: But yes, you need to be given the choice. I
5: to change my mind. Yeah. It will take my time. Not only that, somebody mentioned something about, um, shouldn't the parent know, uh, who, who, what was it, something related to um, food allergies? Yes, the parents should know about that. But also, when there's a problem in the school, the school do call the parent. Or oh, they tell when your kid is not behaving good. They do say that. How come they cannot say something so big as that?
3: That's a good question. That's a good question. And thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. This is where we are. You know, uh, the law in New Jersey is that uh, teachers, schools are not allowed to tell parents if their child is identifying in school transgender. You know, uh, if they want to, uh, you know, the difference between the bathroom they're going to use, how they're going to conduct themselves in school, they are not to tell the parents. I don't believe that teachers and students and, and schools, rather, should be holding anything from parents. If anything, they should be working with parents in the best interest of the child. This, I thought, was elementary. I didn't realize. I never thought when I took this job. Yeah, these are the topics you're going to be talking about. You know, 10 years from now, you're going to you're going to talk about whether or not the government should be telling parents how their children identify in school. But here we are. Here we are. And I got a Twitter poll up. Should elementary school parents be notified if their children identify as transgender in school? Three districts, Marlboro, Manalapan, Middletown, I applaud them all are standing up to this, despite the fact that now they're being threatened with losing financial aid, because that's the way we run this state. Intimidation. 7.30. Yeah. Also, Sioka dealerships in Flemington, New Jersey, experience a difference with 16 unique brands, part of the Sioka family with 41 dealerships, 25 brands, 10 collision centers throughout Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Siokadealerships.com. So I'm told that tonight is the night that uh, most of the graduation ceremonies are taking place uh, throughout Monmouth County. And uh, here we are talking about whether or not parents should be notified if their kids identify as transgender in school. So imagine, like, if this holds up, the surprise parents get when they go to graduation and they see their child marching down the aisle. Uh, What is going on? What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. What's going on is that um, in Marlboro, in Manalapan, in Middletown, they have voted to defy Governor Murphy's order, uh, the state law that uh, parents are to be notified. The law is that they're not. The law is that if you send your child to school in New Jersey and they leave you dressed one way, go to school and decide they wanna be called something else, they wanna be treated as somebody else, they wanna identify as a different sex, the school has to go along with it. And uh, that's the deal. The school has to go along with it. And there's uh, nothing that the parent can do about it. Here. New Jersey Transgender Student Guidance. Guidance from the New Jersey Department of Education accepts a student's asserted gender identity. Parent consent is not required. And then it says here, school districts shall ensure that a transgender student is addressed at school by the name and pronounced uh, pronoun chosen by the student, regardless of whether it's a legal name change or a change in the official school records has occurred. School districts shall have uh, issue school documentation for a transgender student, such as student identification cards in the name chosen by the student, and a transgender student shall be allowed to dress in accordance with the student's gender identity. Uh, so, should parents be notified? In Marlboro, Manalpin, and in Middletown, they say yeah. And they're suing to make it happen. Rob is in West Orange. What's up, kiddo? From the streets at Union City. There he is. What are you thinking? You know it. You know it. Look.
6: I think this is insane. Insane craziness, whatever. I've been to a woman's restroom, and it's the nastiest thing I've ever had. So I don't want to be transgender because I don't want to use the restroom.
3: All right, we're not guys. doing comedy, but you get the idea. I mean, how could this be I happening? Know. You know. It's so tough. Look, it's so tough. Steve, it's,
6: it's really tough. No, like, I know. I have nephews. I don't have kids, but it's really tough. It, it's sad. It's really sad. That people would actually tell you, a little kid can tell you that he wants to be a girl or a boy. It, it, it's ridiculous. I'm,
3: and the I'm parents sorry. aren't even knowing about it. I mean, they they, they no, could go in not, school and play a game, and the school can't tell the yeah. parent, and the parent has no idea what's going on. It's insane. Like, are, are we a democracy? What, what are we here? What, what? I have no idea. I
6: want to move to Cuba. Should we move to Cuba?
3: Well, you know what? If you're a little kid and you go tell your teacher, they can't tell your parent. Rob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. This is the oddity of it. Now, the, uh, the schools could face penalties over this. While Murphy, this is from Eric Scott's post, while the Murphy administration has chosen to move this battle to the courts, it is not only the, on, the only recourse against districts that defy Murphy's orders. Schools that defy state rules and regulations could face additional sanctions from the Department of Education. Uh, Now, under the New Jersey Administrative Code, NJAC 6A212, the New Jersey Commissioner of Education is given broad powers to enforce school law and State Board of Education requirements. The following are the duties of the commissioner as follows. The commissioner is empowered to decide legal controversies and dispute over school law. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things over here, but the penalties that they could face... The first step would be warning the district if they did not comply, they would face intense monitoring from the state. Further defiance could trigger a partial or even full-scale state takeover. A takeover would cede all local control to the commissioner and uh, his or her designee. And they could withhold financial aid. 848-221-8101. How do you feel about this? If you're a parent and your child is in school identifying as the opposite sex, should you know about it? Would you want to know about it? Should the school be required to tell you? Should they be forced not to tell you? This is what this is about. You know, I don't know what percentage of elementary school students are identifying as transgender. Granted, it's, I imagine, really small. But still, should there be any reason... For a teacher or a school to withhold information, critical information about the child from the parent. And if the parent uh, has the knowledge, then they could work together and do something. You know, maybe the parent can come up with understanding. Maybe the parent wouldn't be accepting at first, but maybe as time and work, you know, goes on, they would be accepting. How many people have lived that story? I don't know. I have two 16-year-old sons I'm very proud of. I would want to know what's going on in school. And I can't believe that the state would ever be able to pull this off, would ever be able to deny this information. But here we are. You know, you're talking about inclusion, you know, all inclusive. But yet parents are not being included in this. And that's what I don't understand. I got a Twitter poll up. I got 108 votes. Should elementary school parents be notified if their children identify as transgender in school? 86% say yes. 14% say no. Nick tweets, uh, whoever votes no is a sick F. Uh... Rachel, the child, as well as anyone else for that matter, is facing transition when they are ready to have that conversation with their parents and all family members will do so in their own time and not before. Coming out to family is a little harder than you might think. I don't doubt that. But if it's easier to come out in school, even if the parent doesn't say anything, the parent should know what's going on. These teachers and school board members don't have kids. I don't know about that. But I know that. When this lawsuit comes about, if they get anyone, if there's a jury, they get anyone, the jury or anyone in the court that has kids, I think Marlborough and Middletown and Manalapin win this thing. And Governor Murphy and and the Band of Renown are suing. So where are you? Special number. Give me a call. 848-221-8101. Should the parents of kids who identify as transgender in school be notified by the school as to what's going on every 15 minutes on new jersey 101.5 steve trevelis asking the musical question should uh, elementary school parents be notified if their children identify as transgender in school why wouldn't they why would why would they not be is what I don't understand. Somebody call and explain this to me. I got a Twitter poll up, 113 votes, 86% say yes, 14% say no. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about this in the last uh, couple of days at various Board of Education meetings. Uh, Now schools could lose their aid, they could be sanctioned, they could lose their power uh, in a lawsuit that's going on uh, as the schools, Manalapin, Middletown, Marlboro, uh, sue to break free of this. And uh, what's happening now is uh, Governor Murphy and the state are taking action. What action can they take? Well, they can withhold aid. It could be a money thing. They could have sanctions. They could put somebody else in place. How do you feel about that? But most importantly, why? I don't understand. Somebody explain to me the logic. I really thought I'd get more calls on this. I'm really shocked that, you know, social media is exploding, Twitter's exploding, not a lot on the phones, which is surprising. But tell me what you think, 848-221-8101. You know, a lot of people talking about this. Here's your chance. Here's your forum. Here's your chance to get on and tell the world exactly how you feel. And tell me why this is a good idea. If the parent doesn't know, the parent can't act. The parent can't fix it and what i mean by fixing is the relationship find out what it takes to be comfortable in the situation maybe it takes time maybe it's a healing thing maybe it's something people you know need to come to terms with understand i've never been in that situation so i don't know but i don't understand why the state takes it upon themselves to put themselves in the middle between parent and child and we're talking about child Kindergarten, first grade, second grade. It's it's absurd. And it's happening here in New Jersey to the point where three schools are now willing to go to court, three superintendents are now willing to go to court. One town where the governor lives. Going to court with the governor. It's ridiculous. And please, if you're calling in, let the phone ring. We will get to you. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on over here that's driving me nuts. Let's talk to Jason. Jason, you're on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Jason?
7: Hey, Steve. How are you doing?
3: Good. What do you think?
7: So not 99% of the time I agree with everything you say. But today I actually, I do disagree because solely because I think that when the children are that young, they don't 100% know. What they're feeling, so I feel like let it ha- let what they're feeling in school happen in school, and then don't their parents don't need to know right away? Because Why they might treat them differently because they might treat them differently.
3: But shouldn't they and have that option? But, but but Jason, shouldn't they have that option? Shouldn't they have that knowledge? You're I, assuming I know that the parents are going to treat them differently, and I don't think that's right.
7: Yes, that is an assumption of mine. Yes, and whether other people believe it or not, that is okay. But okay. In, my part, in my personal case. When I, came, when I came out, I came out in early middle school. Okay. I came out as gay in middle school, and my parents never spoke to me again. They kicked me out of the house, and I never saw them again.
3: What year was that?
7: That was, geez, I'm 29 now, so I have no idea. Okay. That was probably about 15 years ago, I think. I don't know okay. what age middle school is anymore. Do you think we've but come I mean, a long way in 15 years? I think we have, yes. Okay. But at the same time, the people, even at that age, in middle school, high school, right, the, children, the students who are transgender or gay or LGBTQ+, they are always under scrutiny from everybody. So I feel like it doesn't hurt to let them come out when they feel comfortable coming out, if that makes any sense.
3: Okay, but if they're comfortable enough to come out in school... The parents should at least, even if they know about it, if they know about it, they don't say anything, but at least they can start working on how to build the bridge to make it happen. And they shouldn't be living a lie like- in school. And who knows? Like you, you can't assume that all parents are like your parents. And what happened to you never should have happened to you. But I think we're in a society today that's more uh, aware of what's going on and more able to adjust to it. And I would like to give the parents the benefit of the doubt because I am one.
7: And I, I I actually agree with you on that aspect to where if we allow, if the students are, if the parents of the students are indeed informed, if, the, if it does switch the, the ruling around or whatnot, right, if the parents do end up becoming informed, I think they should impl- implement programs in, in schools to help with that transition because, you know, we're still not at the point in a society where, People understand that mind, the
3: mindset. That I agree with.
7: And you don't want, you don't want some someone trying to force their child into something that they don't feel comfortable with.
3: Now, you know what, so Jason? A child- that's a good point. The, and you know what? Exactly. It, and that, well, that's a good point. And not only that, but that can be a beginning, but it begins with the parents knowing. Jason, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All uh, right. Here's, here's what I want to know from you a special number now. Eight four eight two two one eight one zero one. 221 can get you on if you call right now. Should the parents be notified if their children, their elementary school children, are uh, transgender in school but not at home? Right now the school is being prevented from notifying the parents. And now uh, there are three schools, three districts, Marlboro, Manalp, and Middletown, Involved in lawsuits over this because the state's coming after them, should they? Jersey Radio.
1: So, you guys put on a fabulous show, let me tell you. <laughs> New Jersey
3: 101.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevellese talking to you on a special number this week. We've had phone problems. And the number to get through is 848-221-8101. 848-221-8101. About an hour we're going to be hearing from a guy named Jamie Kapp. who is a really sad story, tragic story, uh, which we'll talk about in an hour. The, the man was paralyzed playing football at the age of 16. He's 60 now. And uh, we'll talk. And it's a story that you need to hear. And another story you need to hear is what's going on in Monmouth County, in Marlboro, in, M- in mid in Middletown, where the schools are now suing over the state's uh, policy of teachers, of schools not being able to tell the parents that the child is transgender in the building. Parents have a right to know. Parents have a need to know. The only way, you know, I don't see where the school should get between Parent and child. We're talking elementary school. I got a Twitter poll up. And uh, lawsuits are going to be going back and forth. Uh, Sanctions could happen. Denial of state aid could happen. And keep in mind, uh, Governor Murphy lives in Middletown. So this poll's got 138 votes. Should elementary school parents be notified if their children identify as transgender in school? 138 votes. 88% say yes. 12% 12% say no. There have been fights breaking out at school board meetings. Cops have been brought in. I want to know how you feel about it. Special number, please get on 888 221 8101. D is in Pennsylvania. D, thanks for waiting. How are you?
8: It's good. How you doing?
3: Okay. What are you thinking? Well,
8: I'm thinking a couple of things. Um, I have been a teacher for over 20 years, and I've seen the change in classrooms with. Just basic attention span of kids trying to teach them. Um, I'm not really sure how the law states it, but consent, allowing the child to, you know, choose their pronoun, for instance, I think that's a lot different than not letting the parents know. But my point being that these things show up probably three or four years old with children They start to show these kind of tendencies. So parents are probably well aware already that their child is having issues with their gender. So it's nothing new to have a kid come to school and say, I want to be called Kyle and still Katie and, and it, the whole point of school again is what to get kids to learn. Right. So if you're going to turn around to a child and say, no, we don't want to call you Kyle, that kid is going to have resentment. He's not going to be open and willing to learn. So I think it's actually pretty smart and considering New Jersey said something about New Jersey early, but New Jersey is like the best state in the nation for education. So if they've worked it out to say, let's let the kids have consent. Parents probably already know.
3: But it we're not saying really that. Nothing happening. They're not denying the child. My point is, they should tell. Even they should allow the child. But you have to notify the parent, even if the parent chooses not so to say anything. What?
8: We're in the law, but where in the bill in the law doesn't say that the parents will not be notified? I mean, that's,
3: that's, the, that's the law. That's the law in New Jersey. The parents are not to be notified. That's the problem. That's the law because what you you read was
8: specifically different it just said the children do not need consent the children do not need consent to say to their teacher i want to be called this name i want to be No no they can they can to
3: say me. to the teacher but the school cannot tell the parents that's the law here we go transgender student uh guidance uh guidance from the department of new jersey to accept accepts a here we go guidance from the new jersey department of education accepts a student's gender identity parent consent is not required so they're not to tell the parents. right. So that's different
8: than saying we're going to withhold information from you. That means the child can come to school and say, listen, I want to be called Kyle. OK, they don't have to write a letter to the parents because guess what? As I said earlier, parents already know they live. OK, with- well, they here, they here, here, all the right, here,
3: here's what I'm saying. There are three school districts that are suing because the school boards have ruled that they will tell the uh-huh. parents. And the state is suing Marlboro, okay. Manalapin, and Middletown because they have decided right. their policy is to tell the parents. So the law is not to tell the parents. That's what it comes down to.
8: Well,
3: that's not what you said. You said the law is about consent. Okay, now, I I now that I said this, how do you feel about it?
8: Um, that's fine. I mean, I think that they're overreacting to something that's probably already common knowledge. To no, but the No, but
3: should the parents be able to, should the schools be telling the parents?
8: Uh, well, it's kind of tricky because okay. I think that if, if, if this, listen, I, I've been a teacher for 20 years. I heard and it. I've seen that if the kids, if kids trust is, is betrayed and they feel like they want to have that. What about the, the parents trust betrayed? They already know.
3: Oh, wait, but if they already <laughs> know, this wouldn't be an issue.
8: Have no idea.
3: All right. Dee, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. If they already knew it wouldn't be an issue. But if they already know either way, they should know what's going on in the school when they send their children there. John is in West Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John.
9: Steve, what, what is wrong with people?
3: <laughs> you wanted it alphabetically? You sat around for two and a half
10: years. You sat around for two and a half years and let them put masks on your kid's face. You made them put that poison in their body. And now you want to have them not tell their parents what's going on with their kids? These kids are minors. You can't... What is wrong with these people? This, what didn't that last lady understand? What you were trying to say they want to use, they want the
3: state to keep information from the parents what the state who paid the, the parents who pay the taxes in order for the school to exist if we tripped and fell away from school they would call our parents and tell us what happened
10: what what is with this gender thing why do you people want the state to control your kids why do you want that well it's just about what is the going idea on in this state in this country With this transgender garbage
3: and these pronouns. Yeah, but John, John, it's not garbage. It's not garbage. It's, It's very real. And it requires a lot of understanding. And parents should be given the chance to have that understanding. It should not be assumed that the parents of kids who identify as transgender are evil and should not be known, should not be notified as to what their kids are doing. And it's sad. It's sad that three schools, three school boards, Marlboro, Manalop, and Middletown, have to spend time and money in a lawsuit because they want to do simply what's right. Notify the parents about what's going on with their child. It's even sadder that the state and this governor and this attorney general would try to get between the relationship between a parent and a child and a school. You know, it's a bond of trust. My son's 16, you know, and my wife is uh, constantly emailing back and forth with the teachers to know what's going on with the kids, to know how to help them, to know how to get them through school, how to get them passing grades, how to, you know, help them study for tests. And if there's something going on in the school, if there's something going on with the child that the parents should know about, and that's pretty big they have the right to know special number what do you think 8482218101 once again 848 848- Larry, hang out. I want to hear what you have to say, and I want to hear what you have to say. I can get you on if you call right now. I got two slots open. This is the time to call. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Track 8, veterans. Due to weather conditions, the live broadcast of the Dennis and Judy show tomorrow morning at the Steel Fair in Atlantic City has been canceled. Actually, postponed. The new date for the show is next Friday, June 30th. Enjoy Fun in the Sun with Dennis and Judy starting at 10 a.m. as we celebrate the steel piers 125th anniversary see you friday morning june 30th next friday in a same first day of steve's vacation all right special number 848-221-8101 i got the twitter poll up we retweeted it to the radio station and everything 152 votes uh should uh elementary school parents be notified If their children identify as transgender in school, Uh, 89% say yes, uh, 11% say no, Marlboro, Manalp, and Middletown, I applaud them who basically say their school boards, we're telling the parents, we don't want to hear about the policy, we're telling the parents, and the Murphy administration, we're suing those schools, and they could take away aid from them, and they could sanction them. But this is how important it is to them. And again, I applaud. I never thought I'd say be applauding Marlboro. I applaud Marlboro, Manalepin, and Middletown. I still live in Marlboro. Uh, your thoughts. Let's go to uh, Kelly is in Robbinsville in New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kelly. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. You sound um, I just want to clarify. I am. I'm good. I just got done playing softball. We yeah.
11: won. You won?
6: It's
11: fun. Did you get hits? Yeah, we won. Did you any hits? We're undefeated. No, I just did the books. I didn't feel like putting on my cleats tonight.
3: Oh, well, okay. All right. You did the books.
11: So what Anywho, do you think? So I think that, I think there's a confusion about them not wanting to tell parents versus them not required to tell parents. So... Uh, Maybe teachers have an open dialogue with parents regardless, which I know firsthand because I have a great open dialogue with my son's, who used to be my daughter's, dialogue with his teacher, and she wasn't required, the teacher wasn't required to tell me, but it came up naturally. Because we care about our kids, Right. so there's a difference between you're saying that these townships that are suing the school are suing because they're, they're not allowing to their them. teachers. You, there's, there's a difference between not allow it, like require. There's a difference between a requirement and an open dialogue with parents. For basically, at that young of an age, it's a nickname versus it's not even about sexuality; it's about gender. And, you know, not that it's an easy thing to do. Trust me, it's a very delicate situation. I'm going through it right now with my child. Do I want to accept the fact that my daughter is now my son? You know, it's not up to me. And, you know, it shouldn't be up to the schools to determine that, like, legislative right.
3: It should be up to the schools to tell the parents as to what they're doing. The the parents need to know, and the school should tell the parents. I
11: don't disagree. I don't disagree. And it is up to the schools. And it is up to them, and they're doing it in the way that they feel is best suitable in an environment for
3: education. Okay, then why is the Murphy administration suing these schools because they're going to tell the parents?
11: They're suing these schools because they're trying to break the statutes and require things that aren't required. That are just naturally done through parent parent teacher conferences. You don't require what a teacher tells your kid at a parent teacher conference. You don't require
3: a teacher. Okay, but to I'm Kelly, pants. Kelly, why are we? Why are we screaming? We're having. I'm, I'm talking low. We're having a nice calm I'm conversation. Sorry, you're right. Why you're are right. You're freaking out. You're it? right. Come on. Okay. I believe. Well, okay, if you want
11: to make me to be an irrational, I'm calm. I'm not making you be anything. You're the one that's screaming. I think. No, okay. I am not screaming anymore. Okay. I do agree that parents should be aware of what's going on in the
3: classroom. That's all I'm saying. And what's going on in the classroom is that the child is identified as transgender. And now the the schools are saying we're going to tell the parents, and the governor is suing them over it. Where, where are we Appreciate. disconnecting here? Don't say that because I have to dump you. You know, I keep her on, I let her talk, and then, then it gets to the point, after the freak out comes the obscenities. And you can't have that. This is a radio station. Not some Jersey Street corner. <laughs> God. All right, let's go to uh, Larry is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Larry.
12: Hey, Steve. How are you, brother? I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm hanging in there, man.
3: Okay, what are you thinking?
12: <laughs> all right, so very simple. First of all, my personal opinion is nobody in that age group even knows what their sexuality is. You know what I mean? Agreed. It's, it's and little, it's scary because of that. It's a, li- it's that. a little, little bizarre to think these people in this age group like, really know what's going on at that point. Right. But, but let's let's assume they do. It would be really be crazy assumption. to cut the It would it would be crazy to cut the parents out. Right. I, I I would never want to cut the parents out of the conversation because even if you, when I was a little kid, you know, we're going back many many years ago. So if you grew up in the seventies or eighties, right, the parents were even involved back then, right. Even back then, the, the school would call. Say you cut school a couple of days in a row, the par- you get a phone call, and the parents would go, "Hey, I know you weren't in school. I got a phone
3: call, also. and you had to answer that what? phone, at, at, imitating your dad, right."
12: Yeah, well, yes, he's right here.
3: That, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'll beat him. Thank you for telling me. Yes, there were those good old days. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
12: those were the good old days. Right. Exactly, but... But, but even then, they would make a phone call. So if you tell me today that nobody's going to talk to the parents about what's going on with their children, that is scary. They could man. lose their
3: job. And that's as even more scary. I mean, look at what's going on. We live in a society where if cops bust kids for alcohol or pot, they could go to jail. This governor. Right. It's, it's, a, it's nuts. It is truly nuts. Larry, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Melinda, Sue, Dave, and I got, I got another slot open. Jump on. 848-221-8101. Should elementary school parents be notified? If their child is identifying in school as transgender, because there are three towns, there are lawsuits now going on in Marlborough and Middletown and Manalapan, because the state is going after them because they're going to do it. They're going to tell the parents and I applaud them for it. I also applaud Chad who returned. Oh, thank God you're back. Thank oh, yeah? God you're back. I How was did go- this
1: station keep flow. It, it wasn't easy. <laughs> we, we
3: were going to throw Oreo cookies all over your desk <laughs> just to welcome you back.
0: Well, that'd be a way to get me there
3: for sure. Eric, go get the Oreo cookies. <laughs> 830. <laughs> this is dot com. Weather also brought to you by North Brunswick Youth Sports Festival. It's their 26th anniversary through July 4th. Rides, magic, motorcycles, and so much more. Fireworks through July 4th. Check the website for discounts and admission rides and schedule. Visit North Brunswick Youth Sports Festival.com. All right. The lawsuits are going to be happening in Marlboro, Manalph and in Middletown because they're going to be defying Governor Murphy's policies and notifying the parents of kids who go to school and identify as a different sex, as transgender. And I got a Twitter poll up basically asking the question, uh, should elementary school parents be notified? Should it be required? Uh, 89% say yes, 11% say no, 167 votes. Uh, Let's go to Andrew in Belmar on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew.
10: Hey, Steve, how are you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. So I don't understand something. Doesn't everybody agree that until a kid is 18 years old, they can't be consensual about anything sexual, right? Is that pretty much everyone agrees with that? Right?
3: I think you're about anything, right? You can't own anything. Right. <laughs> you can't smoke. Right, you you know, can't drink. that we all
10: agree. That's right. pretty universal, right? Whether you're on the left, whether you're on the right, whatever you think. Right. right, under 18, you're a minor, you can't be consensual because your brain is not fully there yet, right? You're a kid, right? Right. So what's the logic behind, like, leave all of a sudden, leave him on his own, leave her or her on her own and just keep the parents out of it? What's the logic
3: behind it? It makes no sense. The logic is they believe that all parents are evil. And if the evil parent found out that the child was transsexual in school, that transgender in school, that they may end up uh, doing harm to that child. That's what they're afraid
10: Well, I mean, there are evil parents, but the vast majority of people are not evil, right? I'm guessing
3: not. And I'm also... Go
10: ahead. So I'm I'm saying you have to flip the whole world upside down for the minority of evil people? Exactly. There are some evil people, but that's not the majority. That's...
3: Remember Star Trek? The needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. That's the way they think, you know. So, so the idea that if if that happened, that should be sometime it should be yeah. But if, if that happened, let's say that there were parents who wouldn't get it, wouldn't understand, would have a problem. Now, by letting them know, they get the time to adjust. They get the time for counseling. Things programs could be set up. Okay, here we're having a, we're having a conflict here. What we need to do is you guys need to get into this program. The state can get involved with that. But from square one. To assume that the parent shouldn't be notified, shouldn't know what's going on with their child. God forbid, Andrew, imagine imagine your son come, doesn't tell you what's going on, comes home one day beaten up, bruised. What happened? Uh, the kids in school. Yeah. What, what happened? You go to the school. What happened? We can't tell you. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened then? And
10: the crazy thing about... Of- yeah, that's totally crazy. And the craziest thing about the whole thing is that's it's not even realistic because you think it's going to stay a secret forever. Like what? this kid's twelve years old for so the next six years, the parents are never going to find out. I mean, for even yeah. a, even an outlier case where the where the parents are evil, be transparent like everything in life. If you have good communication, you be transparent. That's always going to give you the best result. Just yeah. to hide it, that just doesn't even make any sense. No one's going to be better off. Every night coming home and not and not really honestly speaking to your parents, that's not going to help you. You'll have so much psychological damage from that.
3: You're right. You know, the truth shall set you free. Andrew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's talk to uh, Sue is in Middletown on New Jersey 101.5. Sweet Sue, how are you?
11: Good, how
3: are you? All right, but it's early yet. (laughs) Ask me in an hour.
13: (laughs) I am am, am from Middletown, and the reason I'm calling is because... I just want to share with the listeners, because it wasn't shared in Eric Scott's news report today and hasn't yet been discussed today. Well, okay. Is that Middletown had a very specific, three very specific circumstances under which that gender identity would be revealed to the parents. Okay. One, if they requested a specific public social transition accommodation. Such as changing their name, identity, a pronoun change, if they requested a bathroom or locker accommodation, right, or if they requested a sport accommodation. So, if um, a child wanted to play a sport on the you know other gender team, right. And in this policy, which I think also needs to be shared, and I think this is a very valid point, is their policy specifically says. That if there was any documented evidence that showed that they there was reason to believe that the child could be in any type of harm by telling the parents about their gender identity, then it would not be revealed to the parents. So I think Ms. how would they know came that? Came up with a very well. I think if it's something I'm assuming, like if it's something that the child shared with, like say a counselor, like I don't want to tell my parents because they said. You know, I know how they feel about this, and they have said or expressed opinions, you know, in a certain way, in a certain fashion. And then, you know, they would have an idea of maybe how that information would be received. But I think it's just really important that this get pointed out because, you know, the governor's policy is just a blanket. You can't do it. And what Middletown was trying to do was say, well, in these specific circumstances, because they're very important circumstances. Right. I mean, if someone's trying to use a different bathroom, and, and if that is a is something that the child struggles with because it's not well received by other students or God forbid, there's an issue in the bathroom right. or if a child wants to play on, a, on, you know, if they're a, a female that's now identifying as a male and they want to play on a male sports team and they want to try out for that and the school is going to allow them to do that. These are like big things that I, I think are, are so relevant to a parent being informed about. And I think, It's just important for all of the listeners to understand that. And and so Middletown kind of said, you know, I don't know the background, you know, how the policy came to be. I'm just assuming that these were specific situations that they must have encountered across their 17 schools, you know, with students. And they're like, we can't tell the parents, but they want to use the locker room for the boys or the girls. And, you know, this is from now it becomes very complicated. So Governor Murphy's policy the state's policy that's a very blanket like under no circumstances can you share that information with a parent i think it's just very irresponsible because these children
3: are they now the wait children, a minute can they share now wait oh that's so i so can we talk or we just i, I let yeah, you go can, can we have to have a back and forth here right Okay, so I mean according to now if you read Eric Scott's post on nj1015.com he talks about that. The question is, should they, you know, can the, should the parents be notified? It's very very simple. I believe they should. Do you what do you believe?
9: So, no, so do I.
3: So okay, do I. thanks for the call The New Jersey 1015. It is really that simple. Check out what Eric Scott wrote at nj1015.com and you'll basically get everything that Sue just said. It's summer. Are you missing out on activities you love, taking a walk on the beach or a swim in the ocean? Not able to join that walking tour on your vacation because of knee pain, back pain or any kind of pain? Well, start enjoying your life. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription is needed. Same day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Ramsey, Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. ycarls <laughs> dot <laughs> New Jersey 101.5, giving you a super summer family fun day. You can win free passes to Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride-and-slide passes. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a super summer with free family fun. From New Jersey, 101.5. Simple uh, Twitter question here. 184 votes. Should elementary school parents be notified if their children identify as transgender in school? I wrote it so fast. Instead of T-H-E-I-R, I wrote T-H-E-Y-R-E. And fortunately, I'm in a Twitter world where people can point that out to me. So I, I apologize. All right, so... Uh, your thoughts on this. And now, uh, this is from the patch. In Middletown, teachers now required to notify parents if a school, uh, if a child seeks to officially go by a different name or gender pronoun and use a different bathroom in school. Marlboro, Manalp and Englishtown Regional School Boards approved cinder, similar transgender policies uh, last week. Now... Uh, this is from the Attorney General. On June 20th, 2023, the Middletown Board passed a revised version of its policy 5756 that discriminates against transgender students and certain gender non conforming, non binary, um, gender queer, and other gender expansive students in a clear violation of New Jersey law, uh, wrote the Attorney General in his lawsuit against Middletown. Outing these students against their will poses serious mental health risks, threatens physical harm to students, including risking increased suicides, decreases the likelihood students will seek support, and shirks the district's obligation to create a safe and supportive learning environment for all. Uh, Melissa is in Asbury-Bark on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Melissa. Melina, thank you. Melissa? So, um...
8: Basically, I just read the guide. The guide is like a—it's not even policy. It's a New Jersey guide for transgender, um, just basically like a bullet point, right? Saying that the cons—the cons- the, the idea about the consent is—is is not that they're holding it from the parents. From what I understand, it's just that they want to give their kids the equal equal rights to be able to express themselves. Now, if in schools, what they're trying to do is avoid any kind of child upset, lawsuits, etc. When a child will say. Well, this teacher didn't didn't like me. This teacher didn't do this to me, and that's what's happening. So this is kind of like a protection. But you're talking about a whole new addendum to this about not allowing the parents know. And I think that that's just you know you're just creating some more drama to something that's not even that's not even stated.
3: The parents are not required. They should be. I mean, the te- the teachers are not required. They should be telling the parents what's going on. That's the way I feel.
8: Right, but there's nothing in this this guide saying that if the parents call in and say. By the way, is my student wanting to use the, the you know, the opposite bathrooms or something of that nature? There's nothing in this guide well, not even. Well this a is the thing. Marlborough, Menalipin,
3: and Freehold. Marlboro, Manalipin, and Middletown are now saying they're going to right. notify the teachers. My question is should they be notify notifying the teachers? The teachers? Or the
8: yes. Parents? The teachers Do you or the parents? think
3: they notifying the parents. I'm not sorry. Kidding. Should they be notifying okay. the parents? All
8: right. Well,
3: I mean how, how do you feel about that? not
8: well, if the kid, I would think that that should be yes, allowable as long as they're under the age of 18. But well, that's what I'm saying, but now, the but they're not required tender,
3: to notify sorry. them, and I think they should be. That's my point.
8: Who's not required to notify
3: them? The school is not required where, where to notify the, the parents. Uh, hold on, I'll get it for you right now.
8: Hold that's
3: on. not. hold on, I'll get it for you right now. Go on, NJ1015.com. Let's do it together. Go on, NJ1015.com. New Jersey guide. I have it. I okay. have it. It's
8: a New have the New, New Jersey guide for
3: transgender, whatever. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta find it. Uh, once upon a time we had computers here. Okay, here's the deal. I will get it for you right now. All right. And I don't Mm -hmm. understand. I'm I'm actually having a problem with my phone, and I apologize. But it says the parents, the parents are you do not you're not required to notify the parents.
8: Where? What? Read it to
3: me. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm really trying. All right, hold on. Uh, Okay. So you know,
8: I get I get the sense that it's almost like a media like a media firestorm. They're trying to to just kind of lean further as further right as possible to get their agenda. So no, I, no, no. That's well, that's, not, that's, not that's honest to I God, read the guide.
3: not that's honest to God, not what it is. I'm going to give it to you. Give right, here we go. New Jersey, son of a New Jersey transgender student guidance. Okay, guidance right. from the right. New Jersey Department of Education accepts a student's mm-hmm. asserted gender identity. Parental consent right. is not required. Are you reading that?
8: Right. Well, yeah, so that's am I. consent that, that it's not but it's not saying the next line doesn't say and parents do not are, are are held against being notified there's nothing that says that so I don't understand where this is coming from
3: okay so then why are the schools suing because they're they're being sued because they're going to because tell they, the like, parents just like
8: the whole, just like the curriculum base the sex ed curriculum base which people didn't read actually actually read they just jump to conclusions and they make these. these okay, but buys, why are there
3: three lawsuits like... going on over this? Listen, I got to go. I, I, why are three cities suing over this? All Jersey, all the time. Thanks for letting me vent. I appreciate it. New Jersey 101.5. Whatever <laughs> gets you through the night, it's all right. It's all right. That's all right. Steve Trevelace. And you hanging out till eleven o'clock tonight. Eric Potts is here producing me. Eric who does the weekends here on New Jersey 101.5, one point five is producing me. Good to have you here. Good to be here. Back from Niagara Falls. Great to be here. You know In a um... barrel.
0: The, uh, Slowly, uh, I turned. Yes, sir. I can't imagine how bad this is going to be over the weekend with all the
3: problems you're having. Tonight. Well, I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Only me. Only me. I got. We have no computer here. We have no computer. I'm working off a friggin' iPhone, and the iPhone is screwed up. And the up. phones are cr- horrible. While sorry. I'm trying to have this conversation, the phones are screwing up. Basically, I'm saying: Should parents be required? Should parents be notified? Should it be qu- required that schools tell them? exactly what's going on. And you had a great idea. Go ahead. You
0: come into school. The school's develop some sort of some sort of uh, waiver. Parents sign it. They don't have to be notified of anything. But if you don't sign it, that school should tell you anything and everything. It's my kid. It's not the school's kid. I want to know what's going on. It doesn't mean that I you know, the the one person who called said that you're going to you're going to assume or she is. The parents already know. Don't assume what a parent knows and doesn't no. know, because you you can't assume that the kid could be hiding it at home, and that's an issue if the kid's hiding it at home. Doesn't you know? Doesn't feel that he can come out to his parents. Let the teachers talk to the parents. Let the parents understand what's going on, and let the parents make a decision about you know what they're going to do with their kid. It's the it's parents' right I you, to know. You, yeah, and you need to have. I understand, you know, it's transgender and it's a touchy subject, and and I I don't have a problem with the transgender. It's, I just have just a problem simple, with not telling
3: the parents. Exactly, it's just simple notification. The parents need to know. But on to something different. It was November fourth, nineteen seventy nine, that Jamie Cap suited up to play football, coming off an injury, and uh, he wasn't even going to play that day, but he did for his team, who was trying to remain undefeated, and it was. Uh, Manville versus Brook, And Jamie Capp got hurt in that game. He got paralyzed in that game. And uh, that was then. And, you know, we've talked to Eric LeGrand on this show. We've talked to Mikey Nichols on this show, paralyzed as a hockey player. Well, now Jamie Capp is 60 years old. And all the fundraising and all the, you know, all the help that was uh, supposed to happen uh, didn't. It's run out at this point. And there's a GoFundMe page to try to help Jamie Cap. And Jamie joins us now on New Jersey 101.5. Uh, hold on, I got I to do it this way. I'm sorry, I keep looking at the wrong thing. Jamie, how are you? Jamie, can you hear me?
14: Yeah, I can hear you, Steve. How are you?
3: Um, I'm doing good Jamie I read I read Steve politti wrote a great story on you on nj.com and I actually got called when I read the story I reached out to you I sent you an email and then other listeners were calling me saying you know you've really got to talk to Jamie cap Jamie what's what's happening what's happening with you right now what's your situation
14: well I'm 60 years old now and and you know I love everything that I've always loved and I don't want to go into an institution or into a nursing home. Right. Um, it don't last very long anyway there. And what I really need is round-the-clock help, which, you know, it could be up to $200,000 a year, you know, when you go to an agency. Right. I only have 50000 that I settled on, and there wasn't even a living increase they wouldn't even give me. No. Back in so.
3: That was 1984, and okay. uh, from what I read in Steve's story, you know, you signed it basically because uh, you had to. Your parents had mortgaged the house, you know, and okay. uh, it just got worse. And you're trying to help out, and the the lawyers worked out this deal that you know that didn't turn out to be a good deal, and it had no cost of living. And now the lawyers are gone, and the people who are caring for you, your mom is gone, and you're basically alone right now.
14: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I really need the help because I need to be turned at night. I'm getting skinnier. I'm diabetic. But I can't go all night in one position for 13 hours. I even lay, lay on a special mattress that a friend helped me pay for. And I had to get it off the of eBay because your insurances, medical insurances don't cover that stuff. They don't get you all the proper things. You think they do, but they don't. No, and you know my van shop, my my handicap van. I need work on it bad. And even a fellow that works for me for twenty two years,
2: right, making minimum wage,
14: 13, he makes thirteen dollars an hour after taxes. He can, he's born He's been using my van since Christmas to go home, and he works only four days a week, every other night day for me for ten hours, and that's through a program in Somerville. Because i got to pay a mortgage. i got the electric bills. I have two electric bills, two water bills, two sewer bills. And it just goes on and on. And you know what? I really love my life because I don't have a problem being paralyzed. It's just that I want to be able to go hunting and stuff still. Mm-hmm. I use a crossbow, my, my shotgun. I go fishing if a friend could get me out there. I, I'm in a fantasy league for the last, I think we're in our 33rd year. Right. I'm pretty sure, 34th, and um, I love that stuff, and you're not going to do that from a nursing home. You're going to be cut right off, and I-, I don't need that. I really need help, and that's what this is about. I try to write the story as honest as I could and the best I can, and so far, like I said, you said, Steve Politi's The Star Ledger is great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that 101.5 is going to try to help me, you guys and really get my story out there to people
3: you know. When it first happened, they made you believe. Don't worry, Jamie. You're never going to have to worry. The team will be around you. Your parents will be around you. Uh, you know, the city will be, Manville will be around you. will always support you. And And it's all well and good in the beginning. And then, you know, here you are, 60 years old. And the people who remember are no longer around. And, you know, now it's what's Jamie Cap to do? And, you know, here you are. You're quadriplegic? Yes and you're, and you're, you know, and you're, you know, you can find, and there's so little that you can do. And the only help that can happen now, there's a GoFundMe page that you've set up and your story is there. We're going to put it on nj1015.com. We're going to put it up on the website for people to help you out as well. And, you know, whatever can be done, you know, we pray for you and uh, hope something can happen because, you know, this is, this is catastrophic. And, it, the, the story of how this happened to you on a muddy, slippery field, you know, and you were coming off an injury, and you, you wanted to help the team, and uh, it's just the worst possible thing that could happen, Jamie. Is there anything you want to say to people, you know, uh, who are listening right now?
14: Um, I'd just like to thank everyone that's been just helping me so far with the GoFundMe. They raised eighty grand, and um, I was even at, I went to a an outing the other week, first time in years I got out, and the um, the Eagles Riders Club, they donated $500 to me, and a bunch of great people, all everyone, and the band there was Heritage. Uh, three of my friends that uh, always play, they really sound great. Nice. I had a great time, and I, I just, you know, I love football still. I can't wait to watch our Giants, my Giants.
3: Ah, Jamie, we'll pray together. Coach
14: Steve Dable, I think he's he's made a spark for that team. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to like Danny Jones a little better this year.
3: I think so, too. And I know you're you're a fighter, Jamie. You're not going to give up, and we're not going to give up either. And thank you so much for calling in. And uh, anything you do, we're going to get a story on the website and uh, hopefully be able to help you, my friend.
14: And thank you, Steve, and 101.5 for for reaching out to me and going to help me. I appreciate it.
2: You got it. I love it. you guys.
3: Love you too, Jamie. Best of luck. Here's New Jersey 101.5, Fast Traffic. 101.5. 848-221-8101. I'm trying to remember the phone number here. Steve Trevelese, Eric Potts hanging out. My producer tonight... Drag me in here. You get to do the headlines and travel. I haven't like done that. this in so long. Real, we once had a summer together where we was like, a, like a what's what's the word I'm looking for? Summer of love. The summer of love. That's what it was. Really, <laughs> the, uh, it was like a tightly wound unit. That was That's two what years it was. Ago. That, two that, u- years that ago, unit has collapsed. That unit has collapsed. <laughs> right. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Uh how about that submarine that is so that is so sad
0: The the one blessing we can take out of it is apparently it happened you know back Quickly. on Sunday and it was instant Because can you imagine cuz you can't get out of that thing once you're in there even if you float it to the top you can't get out It's bolted shut from the outside seven, It's 18 bolts so you're you're stuck in there I can't
3: imagine why I personally I, guess I can't imagine why everybody wanted to do it I I couldn't, just the idea that, I heard Dennis and Judy talking about it this morning, that you get in and you're sitting down. You got a a metal floor, you sit down, there may be people uh, close to you, up against you, there may be people on top of you. Right. And you can't get up, you can't move. Right. For, what was it, 10 hours was supposed to be the trip? Yeah. Takes three hours just to sink down to the ship. I couldn't sit for 10 minutes. I mean, don't, don't you get that thing where you have to stand up or you have to... I mean, you know, I saw that the last week they did thing where um, they had the law removed about gestation of pigs and stuff mm-hmm. where the, the animals, as soon as they're born, they're put into these cages and they can't stand up and they can't move and it messes them up like right. physically, psychologically. You know, Governor Christie wouldn't sign off on it uh, back then, ironically. <laughs> but, uh, but I can't imagine... That you know, just not being able to stand, and I couldn't imagine any kind of enjoyment that anyone would get to go look at stuff under the ocean. Right, but that's me. And, but 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 they did. But that. it's the same thing with people climbing Mount Everest. Uh, yeah,
0: and there are people who don't have no business being on Everest, and, Everest, and they're basically carried up by Sherpas to get to the top. And then you're putting other people's lives in danger. Now, I get it. It's a business. Oh, and people, are money, and people are paying the money. If people paying the money, there's always going to be somebody. The guy wants to do it. There's always going to be somebody to lead them somewhere. I get that. But there should be something in there that says, okay, you've risked this. You go do this. And if something goes wrong, we're not expending other chance in other people's lives to go rescue you. But it's that's it. Not it's done. But
3: who we are. Yeah, but it? you know it's, what? It's it's the problem is
0: you're putting, you're putting uh, you know, hundreds of people out there on that ocean. That, that, you know, North Atlantic is very, very... No, rough. no, I get that. So but- you're putting hundreds of people in ships out on that ocean looking for you. So they're all in danger. When you go to Mount Everest,
3: nobody's carrying you down. But there are always people who are specially trained to do that, who want the work. Sure. You know, it, like, just, just like just like police, just like firemen. You know, we should, uh, just in case you shouldn't put yourself at risk, but if you do get risk, there are it, these people who will come and help you out. There right. are these
0: people who come and bail you out. I understand that. So but when you're talking about extreme, you're talking about extreme tourism. Right. That that's a
3: different sub, that's a different subject than crime or no, fire no. or something. But, like all right, that but going. still, just the idea that if there's a dangerous situation, someone there to get you out. If you're going to put yourself in a dangerous situation, and there are people who are specialists in that danger, and they you know and they want and you're willing to pay them whatever it is they require, and that's their job, they're going to do their job. Uh-huh. Then that, that that's why I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you can otherwise make it against the law, but it's not. And in this situation, they've done this for a couple of years now. This one turned tragic, yeah. and that's you know that's what so I don't see any reason to go down there. I Me really either. don't. Just
0: it's 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 a it's a it's now a, you know a gravesite. It is a gravesite for you know fifteen hundred uh, souls who went down, and now five more. Just let it be. We know where it's at. We've got enough video of it. What what else you got to study about it? What else do you have to know about the Titanic?
3: Well, why did you have to go up into space? Right, William Shatner went up in space. Yeah, but space. that's a different story. You went up to space, and I. You, right, but did, what that, happens if he goes up into the space? And God forbid, the happens to the rocket. Same thing. Oh yeah,
0: the, if you're not thing. getting rescued. It's the same. To, it's okay. the same type of scenario. Although it seems to me that there's, uh, uh, even though it's 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 a hostile environment, it seems that the ocean is a lot more hostile than space for whatever reason. I mean, you, you get down to those depths in the ocean, you can't see. You can't you? You know, you ever see
3: the fish that, oh, yeah, that are down there? They're like headlights on top of yeah. them. They're weird fish, yeah, fish yeah, that yeah. you've never seen before. They only live way down there. Yeah, yeah. But
0: you know, it, you're, you're you're deeper than what whales can ju- go down. I mean, the, the humpback whale can go down. I think uh, 1,200 meters, 1, fifteen hundred meters, or something like that. And hey, you're beyond that. That's how far down that is because a humpback whale dive pretty deep. Yeah,
3: I I don't know the humpback whale. But what I want to do. I happen to be friends with a couple Man, humpback whales. No, I freaking did. Bro, <laughs> I know you're making this up. <laughs> but is, is, you Told is, me to come on and kill yeah, some time. Really? <laughs> uh, boy, boy, that's a good move. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. All right. We've got we've got uh, lottery scratch-off tickets to give out. All right. We got lottery scratch off tickets to give out. We're not, you're lucky we're not doing Jersey's opening lines. Here's what I want to know. Uh, special number. Where are you going? 848, we'll sit down. we're not doing it now, 848-221-8101. I'm going to give you $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Instant Scratch-Offs. The best, the best story. Give me the most daring thing you have ever, where you go, you have ever done in your life. Nobody is calling yet. All right. All right. The way you I was going to ask you what the most daring thing you've ever done was, other than this show. And uh, he leaves. He goes away. What was the most daring thing you've ever done? See? All right. I want to know the most daring thing you have ever done in your life. Uh, doesn't have to be like, you don't have to climb Mount Everest. You never know what it could be. The most daring thing you've ever done in your life. Maybe he was answering the phones on the Steve Trevor not, e show.
0: Not killed you for offering
3: <laughs> t- t- tickets when we have these
0: phone problems.
3: Oh yeah, well, look, the phones are ringing. Chad, what's the most daring thing you've ever done in your life?
0: You mean other other than marrying my first wife?
3: Uh... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> other
1: than that other than that the most daring thing i ever did um i did one of those um it's almost like a personal pendulum when i was
0: 18 you, they like take you up and they strap you in on an amusement park like 200 feet and then you pull the ripcord and you just kind of swing like a. you pendulum. did that i did that i was 18 you know so
3: <laughs> i'll never do it again but uh yeah right. it was fun good luck <laughs> i wasn't that daring uh, but that's a good story 9 30. Now the Weather also brought to you by Fantasy Island Amusement Park. Bring the whole family to Fantasy Island Amusement Park in Beach Haven on beautiful Long Beach Island. Their arcade, outdoor rides, and boardwalk games are open daily now through Labor Day. For more info and for hours, visit FantasyIslandLBI.com. Fantasy Island Amusement Park. The fun starts here. I'll tell you where the fun starts. The most daring thing you have ever done in your life. The best story is going to get $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery scratch-offs. And who better to start this out with than uh, the lovely and talented Lucille in East Windsor. What's up, Lose?
15: Hi. I didn't win last night, so I'm trying again tonight.
3: (laughs) Okay. So what was the most daring thing you've ever done?
15: Okay. Well, this was years ago when I was a little girl. I was about seven. I went to the Trenton State Fair with my parents. Right. you know that right and uh we were looking i was looking up at the the wild mouse roller coaster right and i kept saying i want to go on i want to go on it. i was a very spoiled little girl really? i wanted what i wanted and that was it the wild so mouse my father's the wild mouse it was called okay. it was a roller coaster where was yeah. it it was one of trenton state fair in trenton oh, okay i got it remember years ago they had a fair in trenton there anyway my father's standing next to me. He's an old fashioned Italian father, but he says, Oh no, you can't go up there by yourself. You can't. I said, No, I want to go. I'm going. I'm going. I want to go. Well, he thought, Don't let her go herself. He was smart enough. He got in the roller coaster cart with me. We were so terrified, both of us. I don't know how we survived, it, (laughs) but I don't know. We were going around dips and going deep, deep drops, and oh my God, I was just, I was terrified. And my father, if I hadn't, if he hadn't put his foot down and said, "I'm coming with you," I can imagine me being up there by myself. Oh my God! So when I got down, we got down finally. He says, uh, "I was crying. I was so upset." He says, okay, I'm going to buy you a watch to make you happy. And it, w- it was the craziest thing. I will not go anywhere near any kind of roller coaster. I hate them. I hate roller coasters to this day. Uh, so to me, that was daring. That was, da-
3: that, w- that was daring. Okay. Does Eric have your information?
15: I gave him my email address.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. you. All right. I'll, I'll put you, we'll put you into consideration. You got all the information, right? Okay. Judge Potts. <laughs> Judge Potts. Judge Doosie Potts. What's- <laughs> Alex is in Jackson, a New Jersey 101.5. Can you beat riding a roller coaster, Alex?
16: Hey Steve, I have listened to your show. I've never called in. Um I really love your point of view about you, this pal. entire. Story. Um I so yeah, I'm like a motorcycle rider. I'm 38 now. Right. Uh, when I was about 19 years old, yeah, I got a motorcycle and I went 170 miles an hour like an idiot. Uh, there was a helicopter chase after me. Get out! That. And uh, Domitian Doyle did that. Remember when that uh, that gentleman, like in Clifton, I think was, there was like a fatal car uh, motorcycle crash when the guy was running from the cops. Right. So I did that. that escaped from the helicopters. Did that again. raised some guy and his beautiful uh, female partner in like a Mercedes red compressor. In Delaware, coming back from Ocean City, and there was a roadblock that was set up for me, and I couldn't go anywhere.
3: Oh, my and God. Like, yeah. You are a popular guy with the cops. <laughs> uh,
16: especially getting... All
3: right, Alex, you the there?
16: Dumb stuff. Okay. I have a family now and everything, but I, I was, like, young, stupid, and reckless, mm-hmm. and I... Uh, you know, you, you hit the motorcycle just a little bit. You hit 100.
2: So well, I was like,
16: let me push it. Let me push it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm good. No more crotch rockets
3: for me. Well, what did what did the and, cops do when they got
16: you? Um, I begged and pleaded. <laughs> and uh, I had to show up for court. Uh-huh. And then I changed my driver's license around uh, probably four times in about a year. Uh-huh. So... Uh, but I think my license is still suspended in Delaware.
3: Okay, and they got your information, Alex. they got your email.
16: You have my email. I also wanted to reach out to the quadriplegic gentleman and to tell him his story was wonderful. Um, I work in spine surgery now, and I see all sorts of different scenarios and people struggling with insurances and that. And what I want to say to your listeners is call the insurance company yourself and ask to speak to a manager which is a higher tier yeah and then you have to ask that twice so level one they just want to get you off the phone so so you don't care about it level two same thing you get to a level three you say hey this is my story and they will make sure your insurance is taken care of And every single person that's struggling with any type of pain, you call your insurance company yourself, you take the notes of who you spoke with, Uh and then you, you pass that on to your physician and your primary care or whoever you're seeing. And the fact that you went out and did some of that work, that'll make their lives easier. And I swear you will get what you want because you deserve to get what you want for whether you're a veteran, whether you're a a union worker, a police officer, or just a regular Joe, do not let these insurance companies work you. You pay them, so you have to work them. So as crazy as it sounds from being the Karen, Uh let me talk to your manager. You have to say that twice. Once you get to the level three, they will do everything in their power to do you because the level ones and twos are only to get paid yeah. to piss you off and they, get you off the phone.
3: They want to get you off the phone, Alex. Thanks, great story, and thanks for the advice. Okay, we got you. We got Beverly. Most daring thing you've ever done? Can you beat the? Can you beat the helicopter chase on a motorcycle? All right. Uh, special number eight four eight two two one eight one zero dot com. The New Jersey 101.5 fill your tank this summer. You can win a free $100 gas gift card from Hackensack Meridian Health. Download or visit our free New Jersey 101.5 app and enter today for your chance to win. I got $20 worth of New Jersey lottery scratch offs here looking for the most daring thing you have ever done. And uh, that winner will possibly win a few bucks from New Jersey 101.5. There's only one question I could ask.
1: What the hell
2: are you doing here?
3: It's you and Amber. What's up, you?
17: Well, I think I might want to try to, you know, daringly win these lottery tickets.
3: Oh, yeah? What's the most daring thing you've ever done?
17: Well, first of all, I got to say, listen, dude. Steve Treble and Eric Potts together on a radio show. The best two New Jersey comedians. You guys are funnier. I've seen your shows. You guys are great.
3: I'm sorry, you, the headphones. They messed up. Could you say that again? What was that?
17: Listen, Steve Uh Trevelese, Eric Potts, two New Jersey comedians that are people. Go out and watch those shows. They're great.
3: That was easy enough. I appreciate it. I was the most daring thing you've ever done? All
17: right. Okay. So this is the most daring thing I've ever done, Steve. It's really, I'm, I'm embarrassed by it, actually. It's okay. Okay. Well, I called New Jersey 101.5 a couple times in, in one week. And okay. they said, you could only call one time. And I was like, yeah, but like. Me and Steve are, are really good friends and everything. You know, you can't call. You can only call once a week. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so that was pretty daring for, of, of me to try to get on your show.
3: That was good. Now you're you like know. Lucy Ricardo. That was good. That was very daring. But uh, we right. got to go a little bit, a little bit more than that. But thank you. We're calling New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to uh, Tracy is on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Where
8: are you all going? right, so this is daring for me, but it's probably kind of pathetic. Okay, I have yeah. no sense of balance. Okay. So the one job that I had, I had to drive every day to the post office to get the mail because there's no mail, mail receptacle, but that was about a mile okay. all around. Right. So... If I walked to the post office, it cut out about three quarters of that. Right. But in order to walk to the post office, I had to walk through the woods, and it wasn't the greatest part of town, and there was a bridge. It had wooden slats, and about every other slat was missing, and the rest of them were all wobbly. Oh, my
2: God.
8: It was very, you know, a lot of trees around and stuff. And if I fell through, it was about a good 10, 15-foot drop. Right. So if I fell, probably nobody would find me, but I went to the post office. Got the mail, and went back the same way on that bridge. And the way I kept myself calm was counting my steps. And I got up to about forty steps on that bridge.
3: Wow! And you made it back.
8: I made it back, and then I got yelled at. Don't do that again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do we have your email <laughs> address?
8: Who's in the woods? Yeah, really. Yes, he
3: does. All right, hold on. We are, we are. You are definitely in the running. All right, look at this most daring feat. On New Jersey 101.5, we're going to talk about feet. How about Phil and Thomas River? What's up, Phil?
6: Hey, Steve, how are you tonight?
3: Good. How about you? I'm
6: pretty cool. I got three things that I've done.
3: You got three things that you've done? I'll tell you what. Three here's what I'm going to do I'm going to put you on hold because I got to hit the news. And when we come back, got you'll it. tell me the three things, okay? Oh, God. All right. If you think of another one, we'll have four things that you could do. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, special number, 848-221-8101. Eric Potts is producing me tonight. I want to hear the most daring thing that you have ever done. And the most daring pride, the most daring thing is going to win $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery scratch-offs. Because, uh, as you know, the New Jersey Lottery, because anything can happen in Jersey. And again, special number, 848 Two two one eight one zero one. 8101. Go to nj1015.com, check out the Steve Trevor page, and you will find out the new Bud Light commercial because they just don't give up when you're losing billions of dollars a month. And we got that. And uh, we've also got the uh, white pizza that New Jersey craves that you like so much. We got that. And uh, we also got an incredible story of an appliance store town. We got that. And uh, we also got the places where people are moving to. When they leave New Jersey. Jersey, so New Jersey Radio.
8: I love the topic and I can definitely relate.
3: New Jersey 101.5. We
8: get
9: it almost
14: every night. And when that moon gets so big and bright, it's super natural delight. Everybody was
3: dancing in the moonlight. And that's what we do on a Thursday night, Steve Chevalier's. Eric Potts producing tonight. Special guest star Eric Potts producing tonight. It's kind of like when Warren Zevon would sit in with the David Letterman orchestra. Did you ever see Warren Zevon on David Letterman? You did. The lat when uh, David when uh, David gave Warren Zevon the entire show one night, and it's one of the you know Zevon was dying. Zevon used to date the midday girl at WYSP Anita. And, and when may, I worked uh, with still
0: it. still remain a b- very big fan of Warren Zevon's.
3: And remember the show when Letterman uh, gave him the entire hour. Yeah. And at the end of the show, he hands him the guitar and says, "Take care of this for me and, and enjoy, and enjoy you your. You sandwich. want to start crying and enjoy your sandwich. Enjoy your. Oh, sandwich. Oh my God." All right, so uh, we got to get some Warren Zevon into the mix here. We'll take care of that. Uh, here's what we're doing. We have uh, lottery tickets. We have $20 worth of New Jersey lottery scratch-offs. And because of the submarine that we lost uh, going down searching for the Titanic, uh, there are no survivors, and it's very sad. What is the most daring thing that you have ever done? And uh, the number, a special number now, eight four eight two two one. Eight one zero one. Let's go to Giuseppe in Philadelphia. Giuseppe, come esta?
4: Hey, Steve, long time listener, first time caller. Thank you. Love bro. the show. Thank you. Superb. So I am twenty two years old. Right. When I was twelve, turning age thirteen, um, an incident happened at my school here and in the suburbs of Philly in Montgomery County. Right. And they shipped me off to our alternative placement school, APS. Oh what they said all of a sudden they said all of a sudden oh wait 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 you have autism I'm like nah no way that's diagnosed before each two, so they shipped me off to a place with autistic kids.
2: Right. I'm
4: mad. I'm like I'm not with my friends. I got taken away from about twenty of my friends. Right, ten of them being really close. So I right. said you know I went, went in, went off the bus one day. Plus it's a two-hour bus drive, right. two hours there, two hours back. Right. So I was like, well you know what. Let's get off this bus, let's go into the class, and let's run, and let's pull the fire alarm. I run, pull the fire alarm, escape out, go to a nearby office building that is a mile away. Right. I pull their fire alarm inside oh that Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. State police showed up because it was their jurisdiction. Right. Um, and I tell you, the officer's like, look, bud. We're not going to charge you with reckless endangerment, but you, you've just committed some pretty high up, uh, class misdemeanors and I could be charging you with, with actually a felony, right. but I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but instead they Baker acted me. <laughs>
3: they what?
4: <laughs> Baker act. So, um, What's that? three or two warrant psychiatric hold.
3: Oh No. All right. (laughs) Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right. Where do we go from here? How about Phil is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Phil. Hey, Steve. All right.
6: Started out in 1979. I was living in California. Okay. Simi Valley. Right. And I had to go through Decker, Decker Canyon to get to the beach. Okay. And Decker Canyon was about 30 minutes long with about, Sticks, hairpins, and lots of wide curves with no guardrails up high. Right. Have you ever done a hairpin at 50
3: miles an hour? No. You have. It's
6: just like, one se- yeah, one second you're going one way, and the next, next second you're going the other way.
3: What were you driving? What was that? What were you driving?
6: I was driving a 69 vet convertible.
3: Oh, man. Okay, go ahead.
6: Yeah. I was having a blast when I was out there. Yeah. Anyway, and number two, I, when I was living in Arizona in the 80s, I'm going across the desert in the vet, right, doing 100, 150 for about five miles. Wow. And it, it, yeah, it was the car was just like vibrating. You know? What were
3: you feeling like while you were doing that?
6: i feel feeling like tunnel vision. Don't take your eyes off the road.
3: <laughs> Don't move. Don't At any move. point, did you get? I got to slow down, or were you like, I got to push this thing?
6: No, I was out on the desert. It was all. It was nighttime. The only thing I saw were jackrabbit ears. <laughs> oh
3: man, I'd be worried they'd no, jump but, in front of the car. In, in a '69 vet, you're doing 150 through the desert.
6: No, 85, 85 vet, or oh,
3: 85 vet. Wow.
6: Yeah, the 60, ad in Arizona, I was doing 50 miles an hour through, you know, hairpin turns.
3: Oh, okay, okay. So now you got the 85 bet we're taking that through the desert. Yeah. yeah. All right. And what's the third then, one?
6: The third one was I was living up in uh, Pittsburgh. A f- uh, fellow contractor I knew up there, his father, is partner's in Blairstown Gliderport. Right. And he took me up in a glider. And you raised and a vet. Says, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, go right. ahead. Okay, go ahead. And he, and he asked me, he said, you want to do a nose dive? I said, well, this is the only time I'm going to get to do this. So, yeah, let's do it. And it's just like straight down inside the oh. glider plane. You're straight down towards the earth. It's like, whoa.
3: You did the <laughs> nose dive in the glider? Yep. And what happened? What did it feel like? How, how did you describe this? What was it like?
6: It was better than any roller coaster you ever been on. Oh man! You were straight down, you were going straight down, just like you were weightless.
3: And then you go and right back up. It, how did you go right? How did it, you know to? How do you turn it to go back up?
6: Well, he he knew how to fly. I didn't.
17: Oh,
3: okay.
6: He did his, you know, he did his thing. But his father owned, you know, half of the glider port, so I trusted
3: him to do the right thing (laughs) yeah good move good move i had a friend who did sound he would go on. he was a sound man he would go on different tours and he toured with rush he toured brian adams and he would go all over the world he used to run the ferris wheel a great adventure when i worked there years ago and he Uh, would all he would take is his his luggage and his hang glider and he would tell me stories of like jumping off the cliffs in japan he just loved the hang glide and he did wow. it all over the world, and that that is amazing and daring. Just just like what just oh, I, like what you did. Oh man,
6: I've watched what you know, with when they jump off the cliff. I uh-huh. watched them like with with the cameras on them, and it's like you feel dizzy. You feel like you're jumping off the cliff. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. When you get near a place, you get that. Oh,
3: that's scary you know, stuff. Like, I That is... All right, Phil, I'm putting you in the hopper. All right, here we go. We got Andrew, we got Michael, I got room for you. 848-221-8101. We got some great stories. The most daring thing you have ever done. And the best story is going to get $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Instant Scratch-Offs. Special number, 848-221-8101. I'm Steve Trevelis, and this is New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. All right, here... Steve Trevelis and uh, the Baja Marimba Band. Any minute now, you hear the trumpets. There we go. There we go. All right. Then I'm going to get through a very special number tonight, uh, 848-221-8101. And then we're going to be using that temporarily. This week, I'm going to be, uh tomorrow night, I'm going to New York. I'm going to see Rock and Roll Man. with. uh We're going to try to get him on next week. Uh Joey Pant's going to come on, Joe Pantaleano do you know Joe Pantoliano, Eric Potts? He of uh, Ralphie and the Sopranos. He of Doc and Eddie and the Cruises. He of the manager in La Bamba. He of uh, Tommy Lee Jones' assistant in The Fugitive. And the one afterwards, ma- Major Crimes was the one after it, I forget. Uh, with uh, I can't remember who the other guy was in that. Uh, but anyway, uh, and, Christi- and Constantine Maroulis plays Alan Freed. I can't wait. I'm going to go see it tomorrow night, and we'll give you the review next week. We'll get them on Saturday. I'm going to be uh, broadcasting live from the Asbury Park Boardwalk from 3 to 7, doing the music shift. I'll be following my good friend, Big Joe. So uh, stick around and listen to that Sunday. I'm going to be on a meat truck somewhere uh, in Bricktown, uh, selling the steaks, the essential meats, and they are really good. I've actually bought them. I mean, I there's 40 ribeyes, uh, 20 ribeyes for forty dollars. It's a great deal. The the meat is fantastic. I I bought the big box. You're gonna you're gonna do your face, do yourself a favor. come out, say hello, and uh, but right now, tell me the uh, tell me the. The most daring thing you've ever done. I'm putting lottery tickets up on this, okay, for the best story. Let's go to Michael on the Turnpike. What's up, Michael? Hey, Steve. How you doing tonight? Good, pal. How are you?
9: Oh, I can't complain. Can't complain. All right. Uh, tell my me. My story is I grew up in a, a little town called Belford. It's part of Middletown. Uh-huh. And we used to ride our bikes uh, in the summertime to Sandy Hook. Do you right. remember when the bridge used to open? yeah 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 the bridge had opened. we used to hang. we used to jump off the bridge,
3: get out with the yes, bikes.
9: Sir. we used to do it no no, 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 just dive off the bridge or do flips off the bridge. you're kidding uh there was a swing under there was a swing underneath the bridge, uh-huh. we used to swing off the sw- uh the most daring thing I did though was uh the bridge was opening one day, and everybody took it there to see how long you could hold on to it as it was going up, oh God, and then coming back down, uh-huh. Yeah, that was, that was the funnest. The I, funnest? I, like, know, wait,
3: wait, wait. What was it? Like? Yeah. You're holding on for your dear life. If you let go, you're going in the water, right?
9: Yeah, that's that's the
3: object. The object is yeah. to see who could hold on the longest until it closes,
9: and then you let go and fall into the water.
3: How high did the bridge go up that you was above the water?
9: Uh, all the way up. I guess it got vertical. I guess it gets vertical. And
3: you held on that long?
9: Yeah, well, you could put your feet on the ledge uh-huh. and you hold on.
3: Right. Oh, okay. And then that so, yeah, when hang. it starts
9: closing, it flips, you, it flips you off. Your feet slide <laughs> off, and then you just hang on with your hands and drop down into the water.
3: You're the only guy I know that got flipped off by a bridge. And that's so Jersey. Even the bridges flip them <laughs> off in New Jersey. I like that, Michael. All right, hold on. Hold on, Michael. That That's a good one. Hold on. We're putting you in the hopper. All right, so now now uh, we got a lot of good contestants. We got a lot of good stories. Uh, so so Andrew's got his work cut out for him over here. How you doing, Andrew? Good, Steve, my
6: antidepressant. Secondary, anti... You guys are the best. Why, thank you, Andrew. Stay on for as long as you like. Steve, I got a new nickname for you. I never had the guts to tell you this. What's that? But did you tell me you used to spend records
3: at Philly? I did. I want to call you Stevie Jukebox. Stevie Jukebox, I like that. That was my radio name in Long Branch. Stevie Jukebox, would you? I like that. Okay, Stevie Jukebox. Then you're supposed to say, "I couldn't hear what you said." Could you? Read I you could me? be a yeah. jukebox hero, right? Or the, no, no. But but, but but I'm native. I'm not a foreigner, so I couldn't do that. But it's not urgent. It's not urgent. It's not urgent, right? You know. Don't get upset at me and you can get all hot blooded. It does okay. feel like the first time, but what can I say? <laughs> I'm getting a little Double vision here Andrew You're driving me crazy Oh you know that Her
6: last night was cool What's that? Madonna on Letterman In 2000 She played guitar
3: And oh, yeah? sang at the same time Was that when Letterman. she flashed him? She, was she the one That flashed him? Drew Barrymore Oh Drew Barrymore flashed him Okay So tell me the most Daring thing you've ever done Now you're gonna laugh Because it's so pathetic Compared with these
6: other guys Okay I have no way I know I'm gonna be in last place To win the prize what is so it? when I was about ten or eleven, my friends dared me to do something. They thought we thought it would be a good idea to take two of my fingers on my right hand and crazy glue them together.
3: What? Uh huh. And what happened?
6: Well, hours later, I don't know how she knew it. I don't know if she read the label on the box or whatever. Right. But my mom took nail polish remover, and it dissolved it right away.
3: Yeah, I heard that nail polish remover works. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Good stuff. I- oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. How about that? So uh come here, Mr. Potts. Come here. In Italian we call him Tuzi Potts. Come on. <laughs> uh the most daring thing that you have ever done. We got a pretty good we got a pretty good group there. Right, we're doing pretty good with the most daring thing. A lot of good stories there. And $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery scratch-offs. So what's the most daring thing? that? Yes, you've been in the Army. You're a retired police detective. What's the most daring thing you've ever done? Came in and worked for you tonight. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Did you ever have to do like uh, like when you see on television when the when the detective is chasing the criminal? And uh, you ever notice, I always wondered about this. You're the perfect guy to ask. Because every time, you, the most predictable thing about Law & Order, in the first half hour, you I've know. I've never seen one episode of Law well, & Order. I'll tell you, right, right. here's most, the most the most, predictable thing about Law & Order. Every episode, the Dick Wolf formula from day one, there's always a scene where the detectives in the first half go to question a suspect. And as soon as a guy sees him, he turns and runs. And you get the every Every week, there's the police chase. And in the second part, in the lawyer part, every week, the judge throws out a key piece of evidence for the defense. Of course. It's as predictable as dump, dump, (laughs) Dump, dump, Uh But did you ever have a situation? Right, as, as a as a detective, where you're chasing the suspect for like blocks and blocks and blocks, and then you catch you climbing the fence, and you go up on the fence and catch him and throw him down, which is every detective show ever made. Uh, I mean, no, I'm not chasing anybody. Blocks, <laughs> no, and blocks, and blocks. When the cop just pull out his gun, <laughs> right, yeah, the, the radio's
0: faster. Exactly.
3: So, so like, how how real? When you watch, I these don't shows, think I
0: don't think it's real. anywhere. any no. of them? Real. I don't think it's real in most places now because. You a can't. lot of these cities and a lot of these police departments are saying it doesn't matter if it's in a car or they're the person. No chase,
3: no, no chase. chase, no chase. Okay, we had a situation. They're just tying the police officers' hands. When I was in shadow traffic, we had um, the way we did traffic back then. We had uh, producers, and the way traffic was produced, they had cameras on top of billboards all over, and they would look through the camera. One guy's looking through the camera. We had helicopters flying over, radioing the information. And then we had calls. We had drivers out on the road who would radio in. They just drive around looking for traffic, and we used to do this thing with direction calls. And uh, through the traffic cameras, there was a police chase going on, and the cops lost the guy, and our producer found them mm. and radioed the cops and told them where he was. And that was the, that's, you, that's, you that all was got very excited. Big that. big moment. There was, there was, <laughs> it was, it's ten thirty. Dot com today. And weather brought to you by Maloof Auto Group. Maloof has a huge inventory of new vehicles in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Stop getting put on a waiting list. Put yourself in the driver's seat with six brands to choose from and excellent customer service. Shop Route 1 in North Brunswick or online at maloof.com. All right. got one thing to say to this. Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines.
2: I read the news today. News.
3: as steve comments on the headlines of new jersey brace yourself folks for mind-blowing news as only steve can what the hell's going on out here special guest eric potts with the headlines and the trend as lines. only steve has only steve can oh god that means a shut up for you as only steve can <laughs> Here's something for you. Yes, what's that? A
0: survey of shoppers finds the most embarrassing thing that we can put in our carts are condoms. You put them in carts? You're buying them in stores. So what is the second most embarrassing thing? Is it on there? No, I'm asking you. If if condoms are the most embarrassing thing, and I don't see why they would now. I remember when I was a kid, younger they would be. But now they're so commonplace. But yeah. Back then, they weren't. You were embarrassed. I would you think it's a badge counter. of honor. I don't know. Yeah, right. I yeah, yeah. said, why would we be so embarrassed? embarrassed. I mean, hey, look what I But I'm you had buying. to go up to the counter and ask. Extra for large. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
3: really? Yeah, you weren't, you weren't. You No, weren't, but if you you bought them, but you didn't. They didn't fit. You put them in the in the cart. You had right? tie yeah, exactly. Entire, you know, you got that, that
0: goes right on top of the mayonnaise. So, what's the second thing? What do you think? There's no answer for it. I'm just wondering. What do you think it would be? Uh, you know Like every guy fears getting sent to the grocery store To get pads or something like Kotex For their for their significant yeah, others Why? Yeah.
3: I I would go that I would go uh, the But why de, would the, you the, be
0: embarrassed? They know that it's not for you Well, The Depends Yeah Oh Depends Yeah that would be but,
3: Well you know what though It was really weird though It used to be You see like the commercials now for the Depends? Yeah they have They have phone women, Depends but they, And they got women modeling them but they won't... You, you can't put... They don't weight, really have no, okay. they have no, but they have... No, but they have, like, you see these these new commercials where, you know, these are leak-proof and and they're modeling them. Right. And I'm sitting there going, wow, wait a minute. If you <laughs> why, only knew what was going we, on inside there. Why are we looking... Uh, yeah. I don't know if... Uh, that's okay. I can't unsee this. Uh, but uh, now I'm going to get... Now I'm in trouble. Uh, but, you know, but, yeah, I, th- I would say that would be the second thing. Or, um... Uh... What was the other one? Uh, I don't know. Milk or magnesia? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thing. I mean, if, if
0: con- which I don't even think condoms should be it. I think, yeah, I think, I think the pen magnesia should be anymore. number one. Yeah, it depends would I'm be number at. one. It depends. All right, here we go.
3: See what I did there?
0: Here's here's an international.
3: Missed it. Okay, what? Right. Right. Did I miss it? What you Inter- say? I said it depends. Oh, God. All right, where are you saying? Okay.
0: Russia claims it blew up an advanced tank in Ukraine, but it turned out to be a farm tractor so uh you know i don't know who hasn't made a mistake like that just last week i threw out my tv thinking it was a toast
3: i thought it was a farm tractor (laughs) we're gonna plow that corn let's go okay uh, it happens we've all we've all made that mistake a study
0: found that diets that involve intermittent fasting don't help you lose weight quicker no kidding. So now I just do uh, continuous feeding. Ah.
3: Oh, so this is a writing <laughs> exercise for you. Uh, you know what? The thing with the intermittent, what works for me, it just don't eat at night. You yeah. know, just have a cutoff date. Make make believe that tomorrow morning you're going for lab work every day. Yeah, I, do, <laughs> and you'll stop I, I stopped eating, eating the carbs.
0: That was my thing.
3: You lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I, I stopped eating carbs. See, the problem with me is when I do, I was doing that for years. I would do the Atkins. So I would do like... Uh, 20 you know the induction diet was 14 days of nothing That's but meat one. eggs and cheese That's well tough I would do it because one. I'd go and I go to the butcher I get thick steaks I get like fresh mozzarella I I would do it and mozzarella pepperoni and sort of and part. cheese I was I remember being at shadow traffic with a big platter me and my assistant this guy Dave Miller who's also doing it and we got this big platter of like pepperoni and cheese and Warren Marrow is our boss and he comes in looks at us goes, You guys are losing weight like that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You want some? No. Put a big pound of
0: bacon (laughs) on there and eat that,
3: you lose the weight. You put a pound of bacon, right? You put a chicken in the oven, eat a pound of bacon, a dozen eggs, go sit in the bathroom for three hours. It
0: works. Yeah, yeah. It
3: absolutely works. Well, you lose a lot of weight having triple bypass surgery. It's beautiful. (laughs) But but the thing is, what happens is, after you do it for a while, because it worked for me for a couple of years, and it would take me, I would eat, I would do it, it drop like 20 pounds. And then it would take me six months to a year to put it back on. I would do it again. But after a while, your body goes, "Ah, oh, I get it. You're doing the Atkins diet. Right. We'll wait you out. And then you can't do it anymore. Right. There's a clock on it. So you got to find a new way to do it. Uh, what's worked for me lately is just, I was on the phone with my good friend T.C., and he's like, you know, he, uh, he swims every day to lose top, weight. Top he lost a, whole, yeah, lost a whole lot of weight. And what he did, he, he swims and you know, the doctor told him, you're going to die if you don't lose weight. He lost the weight. And he swims. And there's a couple of times he couldn't swim. And he was so adamant about not gaining weight that he dropped four pounds. I was like, I'm not. I don't care. I'm not doing it. And you got to really get mad. At yourself, and you got to get mad at your diet, at your food, to say I'm not doing this. And I I managed to do it like two weeks ago, and I dropped like ten pounds. Only now it's trying to sneak back on. I'm trying to sneak it back off. Yeah, I'm but the, to, I put on a couple pounds. The problem is, that. every day you think you can do it. You something happens. Father's Day happened. My yeah. kids buy me a, a fudgy whale. and there's no way I'm to fudgy whale. Thing. No way fudgy well is going by. <laughs> So every night, I, I eat the That Fuggy was the, the first whale. time I saw Fudgy the Whale
0: in years. Oh, Fudgy the your, Whale's on the your best. Picture. I haven't seen yeah. Fudgy the Whale
3: in years. Well of a cake for well of a dad. Tom, Tom, Tom Bell Bell here. well of a cake for well, well of, of a dad. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you. A super summer family day. You can win free passes at the Casino Pier at Breakwater Beach. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride-and-slide passes. There's three winners every weekday thanks to our sponsor, Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a super summer with free family fun from New Jersey 101.5. Five, where Eric Potts is going to tell us something else. I am? You are.
0: The world's number one tourist destination is what do you think? My house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell. World, is it really? No. no. Oh, no, no. no. The, the world's number one tourist the destination. The world's number one tourist destination is what?
3: Jersey Shore? No. Nope. What? It is the Coliseum. Can't be. Coliseum in Italy. <laughs> Have you ever been to you're talking about the, oh no, the Coliseum. I thought, I was thinking about Pompeii. Have you no, been never to Pompeii? been to
0: Pompeii, but uh, the Colosseum in Rome is the number really? one. You would think what that be, you do when you get there? it would be
3: somewhere in New York. You take wouldn't pictures? you think that? I would think, yeah. I would think New York would be the number one tourist destination. It's not. All right. Well, that's story wait, went over well. Have you ever been to, uh, you've never been to uh, Pompeii, right? I've never the, been to Pompeii. The ruins? I would love to go to
0: Pompeii. I've never been. I've, I've been to, to Rome. I went to Italy and when I was stationed in Europe, but I
3: never made it to Pompeii, which fascinates me. We did, uh, my wife and I did, She uh, before we got married, when we had money, <laughs> before we had kids, when we had money, we would. Uh, she, she booked a cruise. We went to Europe for a week, hmm. and you land in Barcelona, you land in Spain, and you get on a boat, and you do France, Italy, Sardinia, you come back to uh, France, you, gotta, you know, so when uh, we go to Italy, we go to Pompeii and the island of Capri too, I think we went to Capri as well, but it's very sophisticated. Now, back then, uh, when you're the city, like the walls that are up, mm-hmm. the way they did traffic, they would have like all along the towers, all along the buildings would have these images and the images would direct you. Mm-hmm. Where everything was. Mm. Here's the funny part. In those days prostitution was legal. Mm-hmm. And the way they got you to the local Pompeii House of Ill repute, there were little peepee's on the wall. <laughs> we didn't- that would point. Why you were you
0: putting those on the wall? In
3: that direction. It, no, it, it wasn't even like graffiti. <laughs> it was like actual. Picture this like, like a building. Right. right? I, I can fire pictures. i think it in 2000. But I mean, like, you have like, you know, engraved into the wall, just like the fruit stand, with you know, whatever, the vegetables, like, you know, wherever it was there, the police. It was big business it All back taking then. you there. It's big business now. And then, uh, you know, you would, you would follow. Follow the, yellow brick, <laughs> yellow, follow the yellow, yellow brick penises. Follow the yellow brick pee-pee and you get there. All right. <laughs> what else we got? Uh,
0: how about Brownsville, Texas, is ranked as the least healthy city in the United States. Lack of physical activity was one of the factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brownsville, the news, Texas. The Brownsville residents got some exercise by lifting one finger towards the surveyors.
3: There you go. Yeah. There you go. Look at this. I'm telling you, powers. it's it's a writing exercise for this, man. <laughs> did you see the new Bud Light commercial? What's that? Did you see the new Bud Light commercial? I did not see it. They really have no idea what to do now. You know, they uh well, you know the one uh, the Bud Light commercials and then they uh, they started um making fun of their audience and they didn't want the college frat kids and they didn't like the out-of-touch you know the out-of-touch audience so they blow off the audience to hook up with Devin Mulvaney transgender influencer and next thing you know they're uh, losing uh, $27 billion and and sinking lower and lower so they come up with a commercial where they're gonna have where the American flag no. and country music and now everybody's drinking the beer oh it's so obvious right, right. now they got a new commercial a summertime commercial, and what they do is they got a whole bunch of summer fun things going on, and they're playing Sheik's Good Times. Oh, the, the, the Bud Light audience is not going for Sheik's Good Times. Yeah. You know what would work though? Take Summertime by War. If you put Summertime by War under that, you probably got the Bud Light audience. You probably it'd be a, at this point just just leave your. They, go, do, go they don't know do. what to do. Yeah. Well, it's 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 the perfect storm because the problem is. Not only did Bud Light go out of vogue because there's so many alternatives now, so many microbreweries, so many, you know, kids aren't just drinking one beer. Right. And you blew off your original audience trying to attract a new audience. You you keep your original audience trying to attract a new audience. You don't you create a new beer. You don't do it all, change the name, you know. <laughs> but uh, but the, uh, oh, I, I had a thought, and now I forgot. All right, that's okay. Right. We're we're out of time anyway. But I, I think that that would have been the move, though. Oh, oh that's what I wanted to tell you. You know the song Summertime by War? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know where it came from? Uh, somebody was fighting a war in the summertime, Steve. I don't know. I'm going to explain this to you now. <laughs> the guy who was... I don't think writing, you had time. I, I got time now. But the guy who was writing war is sitting in his car and he wants to write a summertime song. And he's trying to come up with the idea and he needs a melody. And he's listening to the radio and he hears a Burger King commercial. And if you listen to... Because it's summer. Uh, Have it your uh, way. That too, I'll be oh, that's that, uh, That's that. Now, now, Now you know something, okay? Hold the Let's do Hold this the again lettuce. sometime. We'll look back on this,
0: and then we'll all this has been the Steve Traveley Show on Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com.
2: New